Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Jose Young's here with MMAfighting.com, joined once again by the legendary Teddy Atlas. Now, we're, Teddy, we're just moments away from the conclusion of USC 268. We're still in the bowels of Madison Square Garden right now. We'll keep it quick and short. No Kamaru Usman edges Colby Cumpton. He's now 2 0. Dana, we just spoke with Dana Wade backstage, and he is calling Kamaru Usman the greatest welterweight of all time. Now, in terms of the X's and O's, the first fight was very, very fun to watch. A lot of people thought it was a little sloppy in terms of striking. So I'm going to ask you, the boxing expert. Both fighters changed camps. What did you make of their technical ability inside that octagon tonight? Well, early in the fight, it's what got the lead for Usman. He was better. His, his temperament, temperament leads him to what I'm about to say. Because you are attached to your personality, to how you behave outside is connected a little bit how you behave inside. It's a little insight. It's a little tip-off of your personality is attached to how you approach things, even in fighting. It is. And, you know, Ali, Muhammad Ali was a real thinking guy and boxing and, you know, moving around and very, very witty. So he boxed that way. Joe Frazier was no-nonsense guy that uh, I'm going to go get you. I'm going to go freaking get you. And I'm going to bang and bang and bang. You know, not a lot of talking. And just going forward and punching. And Usman is the more deliberate guy. A little better technically where he, anything he does, he does it in a controlled manner. Mm-hmm. The other guy's crazy. In a good way. Sure. With all my heart. In a good way. I admire him. I do. I admire the hell out of him and how he behaved tonight. And how he made this a real fight. It's just, it is really uh, a tribute to, to his resolve, his resiliency, his character in that way. And Usman is tremendous. But Usman had the edge early because he was a little more conservative, a little more contained, a little more deliberate. He, he's never out of position when he throws a punch, always in position. He doesn't waste punches. He throws, he thinks he's going to land. The other guy had just throw sometimes. You know, he'd, he'd throw to get to you. Where the other guy would make sure he's in position and he'll only throw if he thinks it makes sense. But then something happened. Something changed after those first couple rounds. Where all of a sudden, he got a little reckless. Maybe he got overconfident. Maybe. Mm-hmm. It happens. We're human. Even great champions. Sure. We're human. Where Usman got a little reckless. You know, he, he caught Covington and dropped him with counter left hooks because he took advantage of Covington's reckless aggression. But then he got a little reckless with his aggression. And guess what? Covington flipped the switch and showed, yeah, I could be smart. I could box on the outside. I could counter. And I could take advantage of what's happening right now and turn it around. Guess what he did? He did. Sure. It was made for an extraordinary... Not only extraordinary because of 
you know, the damage that was done in the Rock'em, Sock'em stuff, but the strategy, the thinking under pressure in that difficult place, in that uncomfortable cage, to see that. And that's what changed it. In the second round, all of a sudden, Covington became the guy that was using the noodle a little more and took advantage of the other guy coming out of character a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it was it really, really, truly was great to watch uh, and made for great things. And see, see what I mean? <laughs> I mean, even they agree. Sure. They're throwing pipes around because they agree. It made for great theater. And dropping down to the co-main event, Kamara Usman's teammate, Rose Namajunas, has made it 2-0 against Zhang Wiley. Very close fight. So a lot of people had it 2-2 going into the final round. So in your opinion, when the fight is that close, what is the factor that maybe edges it to a fighter by the end of the fight? Who can obviously step it up mm -hmm. without losing their identity? Without stay within the framework of the identity that if you're a striker, you still get the better of the strike. If you're a grappler, you, you get the geography that's mm -hmm. necessary for the grapple. Who can get the geography that they need to put forward their talents, their particular talents, their specific talents? Who can get the geography a little more to put those talents forward? Again, who can maintain the identity of what makes them so good, a little bit better. And that's what made it so damn close because they both took turns at it. Nobody dominated in that area. I, I was confused. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm watching and I'm saying, okay, now... Zhang uh, 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 Weili. Yeah, Weili is supposed to be better on the floor. Yes. And Rose isn't. And... Rose is supposed to be better striking. Rose has the edge striking. She's got the edge. And then all of a sudden, like I talked about the other fight, all of a sudden what happens? Wei Li shows this, and the great ones do. And not just the physicality, not just the talent, not just the toughness. They're all tough. That's what separates them. They use this. All of a sudden, she started laying back and making Rose give up her height, give up her reach, and walk into counters. I was like, wow, whoa. And, and she turned around. All of a sudden, she had the edge where she's not supposed to, striking. And then all of a sudden, the other side of it is Rose, who's not supposed to have the edge on the floor, all of a sudden goes to the mat. She's got the edge. She gets the better position outside of her geography. That's not supposed to be. That was the greatness. That was the magic of that fight. That they both were able to trespass into each other's properties, each other's territories, and not get locked up by a cop mm -hmm. or shot mm -hmm. by the owner of that property. Sure. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I like that part. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and that... That was the brilliance of it. Sure. That was the brilliance of both women. And that's why they're where they are, at the top of the heap. And then finally, before we let you go real quickly, 
Trevor Whitman also had a third fighter on this main card. Trevor Whitman goes 3-0 on the main card. Justin Gaethje edges Michael Chandler. Now, I don't know if you're aware, but Michael Chandler, when he joined the UFC, said that he, he had been wanting to fight Justin Gaethje even before he signed. When Justin Gaethje signed, he said, I want to find my equal. Michael Chandler signed and said, that man is me. We just saw three rounds of hell, as a lot of people say on, online. So what did you make of that back-and-forth war between who many consider two of the most violent fighters at 155 pounds? Gagey and Chandler, yeah. the first fight of the night yeah. in, the main, in the main part of the card. Well, I thought that, as I said earlier, that uh, suddenly I was in Manila huh. without the humidity. Sure. I was in Manila. It was, it was Frey Alley, the sure. thrill in Manila, except it was in New York. Sure. It was, so for me, from now on, it's the thrill in, thrill in MSG. Sure. All right? I know it don't flow off the tongue quite as nice as uh, the thrill in Manila, you know, but it, it was every bit of it, every bit of it. And again, you know, guys taking turns at being great. Guys taking ebbs and flows. Guys taking turns of dominating in areas they're not supposed to. You know, we're winning in areas they're not supposed to. You know, uh, and, and fighting to see who's the best, truly the best in those areas, because both, both guys, you know, are good on the floor. Supposedly Chandler has the edge, yeah. but they're both good on the floor, pretty good. And so they, they take swipes at that, but then it's mostly striking. That's why he's the throw in MSG. Yeah. And, you know, Gagey's supposed to have a little edge there. Uh, very close. But, and he has the edge. And early on he hurts. He's the first one to really significantly hurt the other guy. And it was brilliant. Again, people think it's barbaric. I don't see the barbaric. I see this part. That's where... They were both throwing punches on this level. So their eyes were tuned into this level. And then all of a sudden, who's the first one to change the level? Gagey. And, he, and all of a sudden, he changed it. Pop! And he throws the Oh, my God. It almost ended the fight. It changed everything. But then what made it even more special was after he hurts Chandler with the change of level, with the uppercut, which he didn't expect to come from there. He turns around and says, you know what, I can do that too. <laughs> and he turns around later in the fight, and he hurts him with the uppercut. He, he winds up hurting Gagey with the uppercut. Wow. Brilliant. Smart. Tough. Fantastic. Explosive. To throw an MSG, baby. Well, I can't think of a better way to end this interview right here. Thank you so much for joining us, Ted. I hope we get more pre post-fight shows with this again. This has been Jose. That has been Teddy Alice. Thank you so much for watching. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.